Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though they die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Please stand if you are able as we sing our opening hymn, O God, our help in ages past. Welcome to our service as we gather today to remember the life and the service of Her Late Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. 
uh, our services here in St Andrew's Church in Bishop Auckland and a warm welcome to those listening at home on Bishop FM. If you would like to join the service, you can find the service sheets on our website, www.baparish.church. We meet this day to remember before God our late Sovereign Lady Queen Elizabeth, to renew our trust and confidence in Christ, and to pray that together we may be one in him, through whom we offer our prayers and praises to the Father. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Blessed are you, Lord our God, lover of souls. You uphold us in life and sustain us in death. To you be glory and praise forever. For the darkness of this age is passing away, as Christ the bright and morning star brings to his saints the light of life. As you give light to those in darkness who walk in the shadow of death, so remember in your kingdom your faithful servant Elizabeth, that death may be for her the gate to life and to an ending fellowship with you, where your saints with you live and reign, one in perfect union of love, now and forever. Amen. Amen. We'll now have our first readings. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time on and forevermore. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Our second reading is taken from the book of Revelation. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming out of the heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is amongst mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, 
the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Those who conquer will inherit these things, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. This is the word of the Lord. from St. John's Gospel. Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I, would I, have, to, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know? Why, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. 
No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our personal and national sadness at the death of Her Late Majesty Queen Elizabeth II has turned into a quiet, reverent celebration of her extraordinary life of faith and service. The thousands who have queued for hours to pay their tributes in Westminster Hall. Across the country, books of condolence have been signed. Flowers have been laid, church services held, and private tributes made. The nation has made its affection for Her Late Majesty very clear. Tomorrow, the whole nation will stop to honour her, together with King Charles III, the whole royal family, leaders of our nation and the nations of the world, and representative citizens from across our communities. We will place her into God's care and keeping at her funeral in Westminster Abbey and the later committal at St George's Chapel, Windsor. In this service, as the community of Bishop Auckland, we have our own opportunity to remember and give thanks for her. Together, we pray for King Charles and the royal family in their grief and for our nation at this time of change. It's my privilege, both as bishop and as a resident of Bishop Auckland, to be able to share some reflections which I trust help us all in this process. At the age of 21, Princess Elizabeth committed herself to serve. I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service and the service of our great imperial family to which we all belong. She renewed that commitment when she came to the throne rather sooner than she had expected. At her coronation, she clearly committed herself first to God, who she recognised as her true king, and then to all the people whom she understood herself as called to serve. No doubt there were private times and moments in the 70 years that followed when she wondered if she could maintain this commitment. Yet sustain it she did, even renewing it afresh at the 70th anniversary of her accession earlier this year. She said, and so I look forward to continuing to serve you with all my heart. She showed her commitment with her daily reading of the government red boxes, with her travels around the nation and Commonwealth, and with the way she helped lead the nation through difficult times. This was most notable with her COVID broadcast in the early days of the pandemic. Hers was a commitment to all rooted in her own commitment to Jesus Christ. It was a commitment marked by service, duty and constancy. 
It was one she maintained to her very final days, in spite of all her obvious frailty, as she invited Liz Truss to form a new government and be her 15th Prime Minister. Commitment, of course, comes in a variety of ways. At different times, it requires differing styles. There's always a danger that it can be harsh. Queen Elizabeth II, however, approached her commitment with a heart of compassion. Her love for Prince Philip was profound. She was clearly a loving mama to her children, granny to her eight grandchildren and her many great-grandchildren. In return, she was beloved by them all. They've all demonstrated this publicly in their vigils around her coffin. Her sense of service and duty to the people of this nation and the Commonwealth was clearly not one that felt like a grudging commitment, but one that flowed from a loving compassion that wanted the very best for the people. On all her visits, she showed real interest and concern. She responded to letters with thought and care. She felt for and with people. She reigned for us rather than over us. Her compassion was also clearly displayed in her love for animals, especially if they were corgis or horses. Her inspiration was drawn from her own parents. She was supported and encouraged strongly by Prince Philip. She gathered around her wise advisers. Her compassion, though, was rooted at heart from her awareness of the love of God and the example of Jesus Christ. In her 2014 Christmas broadcast, she said, For me, the life of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, is an inspiration and an anchor in my life, a role model of reconciliation and forgiveness. He stretched out his hands in love, acceptance and healing. She frequently drew on Jesus' parable of the Good Samaritan to illustrate her point about caring for those in need with compassion. Compassion marked her commitment. The Queen saw this compassion as being necessary, not simply in individual lives, but in our community as a whole. Community mattered to her. It came from a simple conviction which she expressed in her 1974 Christmas message, it is time to recognise that in the end we all depend upon each other and that we are therefore responsible for each other. One of the ways she expressed this was in her commitment to the many charities of which she was patron. These ranged across human, animal and wider nature conservation causes. She saw the deep need for communities, indeed nations, to come together and be reconciled. Here she was speaking in Christmas 2011. Although we are capable of great acts of kindness, history teaches us that we sometimes need saving from ourselves, from our recklessness or our greed. God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher nor a general, important though they are. 
but a saviour with the power to forgive. Forgiveness lies at the heart of the Christian faith. It can heal broken families, it can restore friendships, and it can reconcile divided communities. It is in forgiveness that we feel the power of God's love. To remind you, this was Christmas 2011. Earlier that year, she had visited the Republic of Ireland and spoken in Gaelic. In 2012, she was to shake the hand of Martin McGuinness. She thus demonstrated her commitment to strengthening community relations at every level and the possibility of reconciliation. It was this commitment to community that helped Her Late Majesty with the difficult journey from empire to commonwealth. This had begun with her father and independence in Indian independence in 1947. There were eight commonwealth nations in 1952. In 1953, she explained it thus, the commonwealth bears no resemblance to the empires of the past. It is an entirely new conception built on the highest qualities of the spirit of man, friendship, loyalty, and the desire for freedom and peace. To that new conception of an equal partnership of nations and races, I shall give myself heart and soul every day of my life. This she did, and the Commonwealth developed. Today there are 54 nations in the Commonwealth, with two more soon to join, and some of these were never part of the former empire. All agree that no one has done more for the creation and development of the Commonwealth than the Queen herself. Her focus on reconciliation, community and compassion have been key to this. She encouraged the Commonwealth internationally and here in the United Kingdom. For her, this was rooted in her commitment to follow her Lord Jesus, the Prince of Peace, who taught us all, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Queen Elizabeth II was a remarkable woman. Her reign of 70 years was filled with service and duty. In honouring her for her constant commitment, her heartfelt compassion, her working for community, and her developing the Commonwealth, we would all do well to learn from her example. We ourselves can show commitment to our calling, to live lives of compassion, to seek to build community and to work for the peaceful commonwealth of all. Like Her Late Majesty, we will find that this is all rooted in God's love for us revealed in Jesus Christ, who came, lived, died and rose again for us all, the saviour with the power to forgive, the anchor of Queen Elizabeth II's life and work. Please stand again if you are able.
buglers of eighth rifles are now going to mark a minute's silence for us, after which we will sing our next hymn. <laughs>
you please either kneel or sit? Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. The souls of the righteous are in the hand of God. You, Lord, have delivered my soul from death. I will walk before the Lord. Merciful Father and Lord of all life, we praise you that we are made in your image and reflect your truth and light. We thank you for the life of our late Sovereign Lady Queen Elizabeth, for the love she received from you and showed among us. Above all, we rejoice at your gracious promise to all your servants living and departed that we shall rise again at the coming of Christ. And we ask that in due time we may share with your servant Elizabeth that clearer vision promised to us in the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Eternal God, our Maker and Redeemer, grant us with your servant, Queen Elizabeth, and all the faithful departed the sure benefits of your Son's saving passion and glorious resurrection, that in the last day, when you gather up all things in Christ, we may with them enjoy the fullness of your promises through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies and giver of all comfort, deal graciously, we pray, with all who mourn, the members of the royal family, this nation and all the nations of the Commonwealth that casting all our care on you, we may know the consolation of your love. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Into your hands, O Father and Lord, we commend your servant, our late Sovereign Lady, Queen Elizabeth. Enlighten her with your holy grace, 
And suffer never to, her, never to be separated from you, O Lord, in Trinity, God everlasting. May God in his mercy grant us, with all the faithful departed, rest and peace. Amen. Amen. There will now be an opportunity for each of us to light candles in memory of Queen Elizabeth. Uh, during this time, we'll be singing two hymns. Please do join in as you are able to do so. We have stations at the front and at the rear of the church.
thank you all for attending the service this evening, uh, for those who are listening, and to the many people who in our community have come together in a very short period of time to put on this wonderful event. I'd also particularly like to thank the Soundwaves Community Choir for leading our singing this evening. At the end of the service, there is an opportunity to sign a memorial book at the back of the church. And if you wish to make a donation towards the work and ministry of the churches here in Bishop Auckland, that will be gratefully received. At eight o'clock this evening in the marketplace in Bishop Auckland, a few people will be gathering to mark the national silence, which is being held and then tomorrow, St Anne's Church in the Marketplace will be open from 10am for people to gather and to watch the funeral tomorrow. Anyone is welcome to join us at that time. But we close with prayer. Almighty God, the foundation of all goodness, bless our sovereign Lord, King Charles, and all who are in authority under him, that they may order all things in wisdom and equity, righteousness and peace, to the honour of your name and the good of your church and people. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. May God, in his infinite love and mercy, bring the whole church, living and departed, to a joyful resurrection and the fulfilment of his eternal kingdom. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.